You are listening to the Canadian Immigration Podcast, Season 1, Episode 16. With Citizenship and Immigration Canada making it increasingly difficult to speak to an officer, there are a few places to turn for information that can be relied upon. The Canadian Immigration Podcast was created to fill this void by offering the latest information on Canadian law, policy, and practice. Please welcome ex-immigration officer and Canadian immigration lawyer, Mark Holthy. As he answers a wide variety of immigration questions and shares practical tips and guidance to help you along your way. Well, hello there, listeners. Welcome back to the Canadian Immigration Podcast. I'm your host, Mark Holthy, coming to you from the beautiful province of Alberta, Canada. You know, I will never get tired of saying that. I love Alberta. Now, I don't mean to take anything away from you other people that live in other wonderful places in this province, uh, in this country of Canada, but I can tell you that I love where I live. I love the mountains. I love camping. I love the mountain streams. I love fly fishing. I love taking my quarter horse Joe back into the, the deep mountain lakes with my, with my good friend Corey. And all of that is coming ahead this beautiful summer that awaits us. I'm sure each of you could get on here and give me your thoughts on where you live and why it's the greatest place in the world. But I feel unbelievably blessed to live in this fine province. Well, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. I think a little shorter than normal because instead of having guests join me today, I'm going to share with you a little teaser, I guess, if you will, as to what's coming in the coming weeks and months. Now, I'm going to start off with a little bit of an explanation as to where the podcast is going in the future. After sitting back and evaluating what I wanted to accomplish with this with this podcast, I received what I think is a little bit of inspiration that I want to share with you. And uh, these thoughts have been, you know, kind of bouncing around in my mind over the last few weeks as I've tried to figure out exactly what I want to accomplish. And so I'm going to share that with you a little bit later. Um, Then after that, I'm going to give you a little sneak peek into the lineup of awesome guests that I have scheduled in the coming weeks. Now, these are truly heavy hitters within the immigration bar in Canada, and they're totally committed to bringing their A-game. I've always felt there was no purpose to having a podcast unless it was totally awesome. My goal has always been to create a content um, within this podcast that is just useful to people, you know, content that people are not going to be able to get anywhere else. So that has been my goal. And I hope that each of these guests, as I bring them on, they're going to take it as serious as I do and really bring um, their A-game, like I said. If anything, I want this content to be useful and helpful for people that are listening to the podcast. And in, in return, my plan is to really, really showcase the people that have gone out of their way to, to join me. So the reality is, um, in the beginning of, you know, when I started this podcast, I put a lot of time and effort into trying to create valuable content that people could actually use and rely on. And, you know, most importantly, trust. And let's face it, with so much misinformation out there on the internet, Many people have relied on it to their detriment. 
and not just to their detriment, it has literally ruined their lives. And there are so much, you know, there's so much information out there on websites, immigration forums, and well-meaning friends and colleagues and people who have gone through it before who have helpful tips and strategies that lead people down paths that basically leave them with their hopes and dreams destroyed. So uh, this podcast was originally created to try and help those people. And, uh, you know, a lot of my immigration practice right now is devoted to business immigration for large multinational companies. And it never ceases to amaze me how they find me. And uh, I'm so appreciative of that work because it's what really helps to pay the bills in the office and helps me to provide for my family. But notwithstanding that, I have a sizable portion of work that I do for individuals. It just comes with the territory. We're a small little office. I'm not a large national firm or or one of those um, uh, you know, uh, big four accounting firms with an unending supply of companies. Uh, we're a small little office and we have individuals that come to us because they have nowhere else to turn. And, you know, it was witnessing firsthand this destruction of people's hopes and dreams of immigrating to Canada that caused me to want to do something different. People had come to my office when they had run out of options, hoping that I could somehow save them. However, time after time, uh, if they'd only come to me, even a year earlier, I could have done something to help them. But the majority of times, there's nothing that I could do but to tell them, you know, they'd have to go home. And I know there's other lawyers out there that might have other strategies to help people that are in dire straits like that. And I'm hopeful I can get you on the podcast to help them. But from my perspective, often people would come to me at the very last stages and there was nothing that I could do. So um, I don't do free consultations. And I think most immigration lawyers are like that. But I can tell you, I really struggled charging people that I couldn't help. So I'd get these waves of people that would come in um, for consultations and be willing to pay. But the reality is, uh, it's pretty hard to charge someone when they've lost their job because their employer has basically screwed them over and um, let out, you know, that they would have all these opportunities and then basically cut them loose after they took advantage of them. Or people that had relied on information from a friend to apply through a certain category or in a certain way, and it was wrong. And they faced a refusal, so they couldn't go back to work even if they wanted to. And I saw a lot of this. And um, I guess, you know, I don't want to get too philosophical here or dramatic, (laughs) but the reality is, because I was doing all these consults and felt bad charging people, it was it was starting to impact the financial viability of my, of my firm. And I couldn't keep giving away my time for free. Um, you know, and, uh, but at the same time, I didn't want to stop trying to help people. You know, they had nowhere else to turn. So what am I supposed to do? So, you know, I recognized that my legal fees were much more expensive than some of the other representatives in our community. And because of that, people would often only come to me when they had nowhere else to go. So I decided that the best way I could help people on a grand scale was to create a website where I could blog and share tips and strategies and this podcast where I was able to answer listener questions and provide insight to help people essentially protect themselves so that they wouldn't make the same mistakes that I saw people making time and time again. My hope was that if I could give people proactive advice to help them prevent making those bad decisions, 
Well, this was the most important thing that I can do. I could spend all my time providing this advice one-on-one, but I decided that through social media and blogging and podcasting, I'd actually be able to get the message out to far more people. And if you listen to some of my earlier podcasts, um, you'll find out, uh, well, this will be somewhat of a repeat for you. But until today, I've had the privilege of interacting with thousands of people on a, on a scale I never imagined. It's actually blown my mind to think about the influence that I can have in the lives of people who really need help but can't afford it. I'll never regret the decision to start this podcast. It costs me thousands of dollars to set it up. Um, but now that I understand kind of how it works, it's going to be a force for significant good in the future. If I can't use my calling as a lawyer to make people's lives better without expecting to always receive money for those services, then, you know, my decision to go to law school, wow, well, if I can't help them, then it wasn't even worth it. But if I can, then it makes it all worth the trouble, the cost, the time, the sacrifice to my family. So it brings me back to the Canadian Immigration Podcast. I have always intended this podcast to be focused on Canadian law, policy, and practice. And in the beginning, uh, I tried to produce all the content myself. So obviously, it was a little bit sporadic with how often I released episodes. And in all honesty, it became pretty darn overwhelming with the day-to-day work that I had to do managing uh, the law firm. However, I had somewhat of an epiphany. (laughs) And that epiphany occurred after I attended our last last National Immigration Conference uh, for the Canadian Bar Association in Vancouver. I realized at that conference that I had a platform, something that I could use this Canadian Immigration Podcast that I didn't have to hoard selfishly to myself. As I listened to the various immigration lawyers presenting at our national conference, I realized that there was a source of unbelievable knowledge and experience that was really being untapped. All the lawyers, you know, at that conference really had a desire to help people. They really do. But the problem was, um, you know, that, that most lawyers have is that it's often very difficult to share insight and help with more than one person at a time because our practice is, is built with face-to-face, you know, one-on-one client contact. And when you think about it, you know, we also as lawyers have to be very careful that we're not providing specific legal advice that is, that is then taken out of context by an individual or misunderstood, and then they run off and use it to their detriment. So a lot of lawyers are quite afraid at times to wade into the world of what, you know, most people now recognize as content marketing you know, where you provide information and resources and help to people. And then in return, you hope those who really do want to hire someone who is uh, proficient and really knowledgeable are going to be, you know, willing to to pay the, you know, the money to hire them because they've already developed a relationship of trust with them because of the knowledge that they've shared. Well, I've now realized that there is an unbelievable power that exists with podcasting. And if I could invite those awesome, amazing lawyers that are my friends, that are my colleagues, that, that, you know, have made so many sacrifices themselves to produce, you know, content for, for presentations, uh, to share their knowledge. If I could just share 
my platform with them, you know, this, this little platform here that we have could grow and continue to grow. In my last podcast, I think I indicated that we had crossed over 1,000 downloads um, last month. Well, the amazing thing is this month, I've already reached 1,000 downloads and we are, it's May 18th that I'm recording this. And so this platform could reach thousands or even hundreds of thousands of people at a time. Well, if that's the case, and I can invite my other colleagues and, and the other you know professionals out there who are involved with Canadian immigration, if I can invite them to join me, then I've truly found my calling. Like I said, becoming a lawyer is an opportunity. And for me, without getting too, uh, <laughs> too cheesy, it really is a, a, a means that I have of giving back to those that are less fortunate than I. And um, I'll be honest, this is what gives me the most satisfaction as a lawyer. It's great to you know, get some amazing results for some large multinational companies to allow them to come into Canada and, and do the business that they need and they pay me very well, but it pales in comparison to having a profound influence on the lives of individual people who are just so appreciative for what you do for them. So that is my motivation. So no longer will this podcast be the Mark Holthy Show. I'm going, to, uh, I'm going to open up this platform to anyone with a message to share or even a story to tell or insight, direction, guidance that they can give people to help them navigate this crazy, complex world of Canadian immigration law, policy, and practice. And in future episodes, I'm going to bring on some of the most intelligent, the most experienced, the most seasoned, and just overall awesome immigration lawyers, consultants, and hopefully one day even government officers to help demystify an area that has become insanely complicated. With nowhere else to turn, you know, I'm going to give people somewhere to look, somewhere that they can go to get information that they can rely upon, that they can trust, that can prevent them from making all of those you know, just innocent mistakes that can mean the difference between being able to remain in Canada or having to go home, seeing their dreams dashed or not. And uh, when these experienced, wonderful immigration practitioners choose to sacrifice their time to come on the the podcast, well, then I'm going to do everything in my power to let those listeners who are, you know, who are following this podcast know exactly where they can find them. In this way, I'm going to be able to give back to all of the lawyers who come to the podcast and who are really ready to truly bring it. In other words, I want to set the bar for this podcast extremely high. And when a guest, in turn, has prepared themselves to share some fantastic insight that literally you cannot get anywhere else and to really showcase their knowledge and understanding and to make it available and understandable to you know, other colleagues, because I intend this to be as much a resource for other immigration lawyers and consultants and other practitioners out there as I do for the individual clients. Because if we can elevate our bar as immigration lawyers, then we're just going to be that much more useful and helpful to the clients that do hire us. And so when these lawyers, you know, they showcase their knowledge and their understanding and they make it available to, to all these other people that are, that are following this podcast, then that's when everyone wins. So, 
there we go. This podcast, it's, it's not going to be some fancy instructional video or expensive website or some slick design that, you know, that people have paid, you know, just thousands of dollars to try and lure and attract people in. This podcast is going to be all about content. And my goal is to create the best immigration, well, the best source of immigration content available, not only in the spoken word, but I hope to also uh, produce more written content as well. So I'm hoping to get guest bloggers as well as guests on my podcast to share articles and insight um, in written form as well as spoken. So the ultimate goal, and this is my last little explanation as to where this podcast is going, the ultimate goal here is to make this the central platform for immigration professionals who have something to share, something to offer that can really, truly make a difference in the lives of the people who listen to this podcast. All right. I think you get it. I'm going to stop waxing philosophical and all of those things, but this podcast is going to be awesome. All right. Let's shift to the last part that we talked about. Now, as I told you, I have been lining up some of the most amazing guests that you could ever ask for to join me on this Canadian Immigration Podcast. So here is a sampling of what's in store for you. And this isn't in any order. I'm going to have Ravi Jain with Green and Spiegel in Toronto. He's going to join me. We're going to talk about disposal sponsorships. Uh, we're going to delve into some of the strategies that us as counsel, you know, contemplate over whether to file inland or, or outside of Canada. We're going to talk about bad faith marriages and the two tests. Uh, we're going to address open work permits for spouses, touch on the appeal process when things just don't go so well. And then we're going to also talk a little bit more 10,000 foot level with processing times and even the government's levels planning and how that's going to impact on spouses. So Ravi is going to bring it. I know he is. He is just an awesome immigration lawyer and uh, one of the true leaders in, you know, within our immigration bar in the country. And he gives back all the time. And I'll, I, I tr I'll try not to take up too much time here um, giving away all of the goods. But uh, yeah, it's going to be awesome when I have Ravi on. And then also, I'm going to have Reka McNutt. And you'll remember from previous podcasts that I tried to do an interview with Reka, but the sound quality just didn't work very well. And Reka is with Karen and Partners in Calgary, and we're going to address the, the judicial review process. So essentially what to do when, you know, the TRV uh, overseas is refused. Um, this, like I said, will be our second attempt, but we're going to mostly deal with visa offices that are just not nice. And so what do you do when the visa office isn't nice and they've declined your application and there is no real appeal mechanism, you have to turn to judicial review. And this is an area that I do not practice in. So I am super happy to have Reka join me so that she can shed some light on the process and uh, maybe give some of you practitioners out there or individuals some ideas on what you can do. Marina Sadai, my good friend Marina, I am so excited to have her join me as well. Uh, Marina said, uh, Marina is, uh, she has her own office in Vancouver, Sadai Law Office, and uh, her and I are going to cover a number of different topics within Express Entry. Marina and I, we presented at the National Immigration Conference uh, 
that I talked about earlier in the podcast um, that the CBA put on in Vancouver, and her and I, we addressed express entry. Kevin Zemp was also with us as our moderator, and we were happy to have him. Kevin practices in Calgary, and I'm going to have to get him on the podcast as well to share some of his uh, experience and knowledge. But in our presentation, like most of the presentations at these national conferences, we ran out of time. And so we had so much more to cover than what we were able to do in our presentation. But let's face it, lawyers don't necessarily want to listen to other lawyers blab on when there is an immigration officer who actually um, oversees the express entry program who is there. And in this case, it was John Atchison who was with us. And so they'd rather listen to him share insight. And he was awesome. Like, he was really good. In fact, he was one of the more transparent uh, officers that we've had at our conference in a long time. And uh, so transparent, in fact, that uh, he told us who was actually responding to our requests for reconsideration when we get these ridiculous express entry refusals or applications returned when they were truly mistakes. And, uh, you know, without, well, you know what, I'm going to make you wait to, to the next podcast uh, to know who was actually responding to our request for reconsideration. I'm going to leave that little gem for the podcast with Marina. Um, you know, it's interesting when, when John did share who was answering those or responding to those requests, um, it was amazing. The, the lawyers, I had to jump out of my chair and protect him from the invisible fruit that was being tossed at him by the other lawyers. Um, it was, you know, it was a little bit in jest and he's like, you know, don't shoot the messenger kind of thing, but, uh, Oh my goodness, express entry is crazy. So Marine and I are going to cover a lot of the areas that we didn't get a chance to cover in our presentation. And uh, one specific area is the lawyers provided us with a number of questions before the presentation that they uh, wanted us to address. However, however, because we ran out of time, we didn't get a chance to answer all the questions. And in fact, we really only got to a few. And so hopefully, Marina and I will be able to address those in our podcast. And uh, Marina is just a great friend, and I'm so excited to do that one with her. I am also going to have on Jeffrey Lowe of Lowe & Company in Vancouver. And Jeffrey and I are going to discuss owner-operator LMIAs. Now, Jeffrey is one of the most entrepreneurial, business-minded immigration lawyers that I know in this country. Back in 2014... Uh, Jeffrey and I, along with Janet Thompson-Price, presented uh, on a unique topic at our CBA conference entitled Money Matters, the Business of Immigration Law. And it was totally up his alley. Now for me, uh, I don't know how effective my, uh, I am as an entrepreneur <laughs> or, or as a business person, but it was a lot of fun and um, it really gave me a chance to get to know Jeffrey on a different level. You know, we talked a lot about the changing landscape of immigration and for us lawyers, how important it is to be able to adapt to the business opportunities when they present themselves. And uh, Jeffrey actually was the first one who introduced me to a little book, which I'd recommend to all of you lawyers out there, called Who Moved My Cheese by Dr. Spencer Johnson. And in all honesty, um, reading this book really got my mind thinking about ways to innovate within my own law practice. And to a large extent, I think I owe Jeffrey uh, a lot of credit for giving me the inspiration to even start this podcast. So I'm looking really forward to having him join me 
And really, what better person to talk about some of the creative uses of the owner-operator advertising exempt category for LMIAs than, than Jeffrey. So we're going to talk about what it is, because some of you may not even know what it is. And then Jeffrey is going to share some really awesome insight uh, on creative ways to use it to benefit our clients. And then we'll also address at the end some of the uh, FAQs that are, are most commonly asked. And uh, I also have another lawyer by the name of Les Morley, who is going to um, address a topic that you would not think is possible to address in a podcast, which is passports. But I'll tell you, I have never met another lawyer in this entire country that knows more about passports than Les. Les wrote this amazing paper for our CBA National, um, for the conference, that totally blew my mind. It was the most comprehensive treatise on passports that I have ever read. And um, it was it was crazy the time that he must have put in to, to do that paper. And I knew when I read that, that I had to get him on the podcast. So, um, so that one is coming as well. And I know that Les is going to bring it as well. So that's just a sampling of some of the guests that are going to be coming here in the future. And I am so excited because no longer do I have to spend hours and hours with my limited capacity and knowledge to create awesome, great content for all of you listeners. But now I can share that with uh, that opportunity with other practitioners across the country. So I'm super excited. It's going to be awesome. Um, I want to thank all of you listeners for, for following, for subscribing to this podcast on iTunes, for going to the Canadian Immigration uh, Podcast.com website and, uh, you know, and, and subscribing for, for new content and things like that. But it is going to be an amazing journey. I just, you know, like I said, we're starting here with just a little over a thousand, you know, downloads each month. But I have no doubt in my mind that that is going to grow exponentially. So stay tuned. Uh, this uh, episode here was a little bit different, and I hope you uh, you were able to bear with me as I as I you know opened up my heart and shared with you some of the thoughts that I had about what this Canadian Immigration Podcast is is supposed to be. But I think I feel pretty confident that the direction we're headed is exactly where it's supposed to go. So this is also an opportunity to extend an invitation to all of you immigration lawyers and consultants and other practitioners out there that are 100 times smarter than I am that are looking for a platform to share their ideas, their thoughts, uh, to come on as a guest and really teach. And I honestly believe that as we elevate the quality of, of what comes on this podcast, that it is going to have a direct impact on immigration across the country, both from the standpoint of, of the immigration lawyers and consultants who are representing people, but also individuals who are just trying to do it themselves and are looking for a little bit of knowledge and insight. So it's designed, this podcast is designed um, to, to really provide a central place people can trust. Thank you once again for joining me today. And uh, please, if you can, also go to, uh, to iTunes and leave a review. And also, you, we, also we have a, a Facebook page for the Canadian Immigration Podcast that you can go to and, uh, and leave a review. If you like it, great. If you have any suggestions, then drop me a line. 
Uh, you can catch up to me on you know Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, any of those uh, social media platforms, or just send me an email to mholthy at holthylaw.com. And I am happy to uh, share um, whatever you might have to share with me with all of the listeners of this podcast. So this is Mark Holthy concluding uh, season one, episode 16. And I really don't have a clue how long season one is going to last. Uh, I guess when I figure it's it's uh, had enough episodes, then we'll shut her down and we'll, we'll start season two. But uh, thank you so much for joining me. And I wish all of you the very, very best. Thank you for listening to the Canadian Immigration Podcast, your trusted source for information on Canadian law, policy, and practice. If you would like to contribute a question for future podcasts or wish to set up a legal consultation with Mark, please visit www.ht-llp.com. Yeah.